All right, we'll let the promo get through before we start things off here. This is and not the Jim Rome Show. No, here we are at the Alchemy Lounge, Foundry Distilling Company. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle. What does Romy call his, the champ. his peeps? The clones. The clones. Back in the day, That's I That's not the appropriate name for this show. No. It doesn't fit in with us at all here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Either way... <clears throat> we will talk Hawkeyes, and we will not worry about the clones, or those clones, or those clowns. Well, they haven't, they haven't played know. basketball in a month. Who cares? No, uh, well, they did. Oh, no, they got postponed again, didn't they? Well, we're going to talk about postponements as well. Uh, Hawkeye men with the big 96-73 victory at Northwestern on Sunday. Way and away, far and away easier than most people thought it would be. Well, particularly uh, you. Yeah, I, well, heck, I just I thought Northwestern, after uh, struggling through some games, was going to give Iowa a grind. At one point, Iowa was down like 28-27, and then they were not. They were way up, and, uh, you know, they finished the first half on, on a big run. What was the final score? Ninety six seventy three. It was thirty some at so some point in time. So it was sixty eight to sixty eight thirty five run. It was <laughs> to end the game. It was it was something, and you know there were a number of incredible things that happened in there. Uh, aside from um, Luca Garza get, having seventeen points in the first half and then not scoring in the second half because he hardly played at all that, and you still won by that much on the road in the Big Ten. Aside from Jordan Bohannon continuing just an incredible hot streak, we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but also, you know, you even got Keegan Murray uh, showing everything you want to see with a steal at the end of the first half for a dunk. How does he lead the team with 17 steals? In the minutes he's getting, I don't know. You, tell, you know how? He's long. He's lean. He's, he's, lean. he's a lean, mean fighting machine. He's athletic, and he's everywhere. And uh, and big pick-me-ups, too. I mean, that that went from like an 11 to a 13-point lead or something at that point, I think. And, uh, you know, it, it, what he adds, and we, as we've said, he's found gold, right? He's something that they didn't expect to have right away. Um, I think we were really pleased just watching the rest of the guys play, That you know, watching Perkins and, and Uless, uh out there as well. I think it's really fun to see um, uh, Chris Murray getting some time because, uh, frankly, in the Big Ten, it, particularly this year, you just didn't figure there was going to be mop-up time, but there certainly was uh, the other day. Ridgie, what I can tell you is, is that as you and I watch this game, and by the way, the uh, Ridge Creighton watching the game curse is over. Knock, knock on the thing. Knocking on wood, in yeah. case you couldn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. Um, because I think... I don't know if I would take football and basketball. We're pretty good in the last, uh, certainly this season. Wait, Let's during, just go with that. Yes, during COVID times. The only game that I recall uh, Iowa losing was Gonzaga game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that was of no fault of ours. No. So uh, at any rate, what I, what I, you and I were sitting by each other as we as we watched the game, and I kept looking and just going, "Man, they're good. Look at that offense." Look at those sets that they're running. Look what they're doing in terms of uh, help defense. Iowa's doing so many good things right now. Fran has coached this team, and they are so ingrained and so in tune with each other and with what he wants to have happen on offense and on defense. It doesn't mean they're perfect. They still give up wide-open looks in the corner, and it's going to happen uh, every game. Well, but-, but not everybody's going to go Minnesota. 
Right, well, Boo Booey started out that way, right? He was two for his last 29 from three. Makes and he what? Hit four? four out of his first five against Iowa. But then it slowed down. Right? Do you know he didn't make another one? And, no, he did. Right, exactly. Uh, water eventually finds its level, right? Um, in, in Minnesota, it just happened to be at the end of the game. And, and look what and Minnesota did, did to yeah. uh, Michigan. And they pounded Michigan, right? So clearly. Minnesota's still this in still a ranked team, and you know that. This loss also for Iowa, in there is know. no bigger team to bet on at home than Minnesota, and against <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Uh, Hawks are at twelve and two, six and one, uh, number three in the net, number four in the AP ranking. So the NCAA net has them number three. That's pretty high. Number four in Ken Palm, number one in, or maybe it's three. They're either uh, three or Michigan's three, uh, three or four, something like that. It, and. And Joe Lunardi has them as a one seed in the bracketology, which is fun because it hasn't been that way for five or six years. And, and you know, that, that only lasted a week. This will last longer because they're get, playing Indiana tonight. This will be a win, and they won't play again for till did, next Friday. So Unless, did you see this? The Big Ten is trying to consider because yeah, yeah. Iowa has, like, a, an off Saturday, and somebody else has a game that's canceled that they might. There is a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes Scheduling stuff, uh, I think Mark Emmert wrote about this, uh, may have been this morning, where maybe we get Michigan instead of Michigan State this weekend because both they have well, games. Let's, let's cool. telegraph this for people that don't know what we're talking about. So tonight versus Indiana on 801 Fox Sports 1. Uh, Indiana's 8-6, and 3-4 and four into this one. Hawks are 10-point favorites. We'll talk about that later, but they, that feels pretty good. Saturday against Nebraska is postponed because of COVID. Nebraska COVID. Nebraska COVID uh, and indefinitely postponed. Um, Iowa's next game would be next Friday night at Illinois, which would mean that Iowa would have had two games in 18 days. Um, there, uh, the Michigan State game of his court was, of course, course postponed. Um, Northwestern Indiana Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Eighteen days. So there's an eighteen day. There's an eighteen day. Right? Well, it's, it might be. That doesn't from, feel right. Thirteen yeah. days. I saw eighteen days. Something from the after, the day after Northwestern to the next game after Indiana or after Illinois would be eighteen days. It, maybe it's maybe it is thirteen. Maybe I just misread that. Is that the gestation of an ostrich? Uh, uh, the one on Looney Tunes, the one with the big giant head. Yes. Okay. Um. Either way, yes. So the Big Ten behind the scenes is discussing. Uh, it, it, there's a couple of things. First of all, Michigan and Illinois, who Iowa only plays each one of them once, uh, are ostensibly possibly available. Right? Did you hear they might go but, Illinois back to back? Yeah. You Could you imagine that. Illinois on Saturday and then back but, at, back there on Friday? But Brad Underwood said last night that they're looking for an out of conference game, a non conference game to fill in Coastal Carolina, something like that. So. <laughs> I don't know that he's looking to play Iowa. It would be interesting if the Big Ten were able to come along and say, look, let's let's flip this around. Fran said last night that, yes, these things are – discussions are happening, and he's open to whatever, right? The only thing that he has said, and I totally agree with this, is these are open dates. Let's not try to jam a bunch of games in at the end of the year towards right. the Big Ten tournament that will wear your team down and then have you go play four games or three games in Chicago or Indianapolis. We'll talk about that as well. 
and then try to go play in the NCAA tournament because what you would rather have is fresh teams playing in the NCAA tournament. So this is possible. There, there may be a game announced in the next couple of days. They'll get stuck right in here in the next in between. I mean, maybe you know, on Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Or Tuesday. Or... Right. There very well could be. And Iowa would be all up for that. I don't think that there's any question of that. Um, it would be nice if it would be. I don't quite know exactly why. They, I, know, I didn't look at Nebraska's schedule and, and all that. But it would have been nice to have that little easier victory. But either way, a game against Michigan or Illinois would be certainly fun, right? We don't get either one of those teams in Carver-Hawkeye Arena this year. I frankly think neither one of them want to go to Carver Hawkeye Arena. So the question but, but is, are they saying Michigan no? seems like a, a great opportunity for them to come to Iowa City. Yep. So we would play two games against Michigan and only one at Michigan State, which is like February thirteenth right. or something right. along that you would, line. You would eliminate the double with Michigan State. You would they would try to keep the Nebraska home game because there's no game in Lincoln this year, and you got to have that right. So what you're looking at, it's a good, it's a it's a good possibility. We don't play we'll in see. Lincoln this year. No. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe of course, the Big Ten basketball so. is not on divisions, so yeah, I don't think so. I, I might, I might be, I, but I, I'm pretty sure we don't. Uh, anyway, interesting stuff. Um, the other piece that we just mentioned here about the Big Ten tournament is, I didn't realize when we were talking last week that it's in Chicago, right? You, you know, I yeah, you thought the whole time it was in, in Indianapolis. I forgot they were switching back and forth. Well, they're Chicago. This just in uh, under Democratic thumb, it's locked down. <laughs> Sorry, that's quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. That's just the way it is. Democrats are running it. It's locked down. Indianapolis, not. So fans, not all fans, but family could go watch in Indianapolis and would be allowed to watch. And they're talking about them for NCAA basketball games and such. And so the a number of players in the Big Ten are campaigning for it to be moved to Indianapolis with a more friendly regime in place towards, well, towards this. You know, uh, let no. me ask. The, let me ask this question, and, I, and I've seen this posed by national writers. Why not just skip the postseason tournaments altogether? Declare, particularly for the smaller conferences, the regular season champ. I suppose if you had a tie, you could have one, a one-game tournament uh, amongst, amongst. Boy, when you think it'd go the other way, where you'd go, okay. The, the big conferences, you can pretty much pick the teams that you think should be in because of their records and their and their their net rankings and all of that stuff. But in the smaller conferences, everybody needs to get a chance to get in. I mean, I, you see what I'm saying with that? The, yes. But the point that uh, national writers were making was by having, I don't know how many, were there 30, con- 30 conference champs or something like that, by having all of those tournaments – that you have, you have 30 times whatever exposure. Yeah, you do. It's an exponential exposure to, to COVID. To the that. COVID, which we have, are now dealing with for over a year now. And, and so the question, therefore, might be maybe, obviously, TV plays a role in this. Yeah. Because, you know, the Power Five conferences, all those games are, are on TV. And they make uh, plenty of money out of it, no question. Right? The Mo, the Mo Valley, for example, I mean, all their games are on TV. And, you know, do you want a Drake team that maybe finishes second, right, uh, to get a chance to be to first. get a chance to, to get, get a chance yeah. to to play in the Big Dance, or you know, is that foregone? I mean, I don't know. I 
believe me, I don't have a magic wand in this. My well, magic wand would be you, this. You play all the games as they're scheduled, and you screw COVID, and if if people are sick, they don't play. That's just it. And you got you got to have eight people. We find eight people to dress. We should not be postponing these games. I agree. This just in. And people are still not dying. People are still not dying. Kids. Now, granted, yes, it's it's an epidemic. Pan. It's a pandemic for older people, for kids this age. And don't tell me about myocarditis until it happens. Well, it could happen. Well. Okay, but it hasn't. So good right? gonorrhea. Has right. that kept anyone I'm out? Just, I'm just saying it, it just hasn't happened, right, with all of these sports. It, it Do you have to happened. sit out if you get to club? I don't know. But anyway, we're postponing all these games, and we are postponing. Look at the schedule for tonight. 17. More, this is ridiculous. 17 games tonight are postponed. And most of them are because one kid has symptoms, right? And, I, and I don't know. Yeah. And they're so it's spit the wrong cup. Such close proximity. Yes, you get very sick. It stinks. Guess what? You get better. It's the way it is. I'm looking at one. Sorry, I know. Um, But uh, let's go back a little bit. I think you mentioned something about how well the team was playing the other day. And one, you think? Are we going to to the music? No. Okay, good. So one of the plays I I recall where we both looked at each other and went, "Wow." Was Luca took a pass? So Connor drives the lane, passes down low to Luca. Luca double pivots, passes it back to Connor in the lane, who flips it out to CJ on the wing. CJ Frederick on the wing for a three pointer. And it wasn't Connor who threw the first pass. It was actually I'm going to say Jordan. Somebody from the wing. Jordan from the as I look at the basket, the left side into Luca. Connor cuts, gets the pass, kicks it to Connor, wide open three. It's four great passes, and I was like. That is some serious basketball right there. Well, and and it's it's ball movement, it's placing, it's spacing, it's practice. So if you wondered if this team coming into the year could get better, oh yeah, they were way they're better, they're way better than they were last year. Just, I mean, they just are. There's something to be said for skills, right? Straight up skills and athleticism and some of the things that and they're getting. Well, it better. helps when you make shots and but all those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, they're also playing better basketball in so many different ways. Remember, I, to me, the mentality. The Titans. Remember well, the Titans. We've had a few times where we've reached this Are you, are you talking about season. the Fran fade? Yes. Yeah, see, I don't think so that's going to We have to bring it up because it's a I, radio show, I, right? I don't think that's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you why. There are three guys that are coming off the bench right now. Nunji, Patrick, and Murray. Those three guys between them are averaging twenty five nine and five steals. Yeah, they're actually Bet- between those three. That's a pretty good av- on average. Yeah, that's a pretty good average to have coming off your bench. When you look at uh, triumphant of of people who are coming in, contributing, providing a spark on offense, on defense, uh, frankly, all around. And uh, there's no loss. In terms of often offensive productivity, which in the old days, when I mean old days, two years ago, when you'd bring in the bench, and all of a sudden Riley Till's not coming in off the bench. We gotta, we gotta, as well as he's playing for you Cal know, Pye. in a shocking yeah, display, yeah. the Hawks are on an eight-minute scoring drought because uh, we got the bench in, and no starters, and or foul trouble, and those kinds of things. None of that's an issue right now. 
Macy Daly with a game winner the other day for uh, Akron. Akron, by the way. I got these zips tonight. Did you? Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, you're right. I mean, we're not allowed to make fun of him on the air either. I got a, I got a player prop on him over six points, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Three turnovers. Uh, no, I just say I, I, I think you're, I think you're actually I, I think that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, Daly driving into people. <laughs> okay, we we've got me. Yeah, I think there are remarkable differences between this team and those teams, so it's less worrisome. Richie, like I told you last week, this this team is so mature. They're, they they are so in tune with what they want to do. When they're Jordan says we're the best team in the country, right. they're not surprised. They're not surprised to be there, right? They're, they're, and they're not scared about a close game at any point. They're not. No one's scared about taking a, uh, the last shot. The only game we had that trepidation was at Minnesota, and that isn't going to happen again. Not, not going to happen. Not, not going to happen again. Tom Caker, good not up in here. Tom Caker is going to join. All right, when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred, the champion. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back on the Hawkeye Huddle, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. As the man just said. <laughs> Are the, you at Hawkeye Huddle too and I'm at Hawkeye Huddle? I believe so. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. If you get upset with this. Um, or you want to comment. Yeah, you never know. Any, but yeah, Go ahead. Um, tweet at us on the Twitter. Uh, Foundry is, uh, by the way, we're here, but they're closed for a private event. Private evening, event this Which evening. is something you can do, by the way. You want to have a private event? Get a hold of Max down here at uh, FoundryDistillingCompany.com. Max at FoundryDistillingCompany.com. And check out uh, having a private party here. Sample a little bit. Have some uh, have some uh, atmosphere. It's Charcuterie board. Well, you could have that. It's very possible. Uh, as is the custom of our second seg- segment of the show, we join Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Rather, he joins us. I don't know if he's actually in Carver Hawkeye Arena yet for tonight's uh, game. I-, I would assume he's made his way over there as the Hawks take on Indiana. Good afternoon and good evening, Tom. Good evening. I am not in Carver Hawkeye Arena yet. Getting close, you- though. You're on the way. En route. En route. I'm I am just pulling in actually to Iowa City. Yeah, this you know this year when you can't kind of go chit chat with people a whole lot, it's just not as meaningful to get there more than an hour before tip off. Really, so don't have to worry about traffic, right? I mean, <laughs> you still have you still have to worry about the parking. Thing. Don't have to worry about parking. Don't have to worry about traffic. Don't have to worry about anything. Just based and. And you're really not talking to anybody. So, yeah. So you guys, I mean, you don't, you don't just sit around with your masks on and sit and chat? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but they don't. They even kind of discourage us from uh, gathering, I guess would be the right word. Um, Tom, well, there you have it. Tom, we were just discussing the the possibilities of Iowa adding a game sometime, uh, jamming one in here. Uh, in the interim between tonight and uh, in the Illinois game, and then, of course, reading a little bit today that maybe that's pie-in-the-sky thought. What are, what are, what's the latest you've heard on, on that? Um, 
you know, I had kind of kicked around the idea of maybe moving that Illinois game up to like Sunday or Monday or something because both teams are going to be off because uh, you know, Illinois lost the Michigan State game this weekend. Um, but doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Uh, Brad Underwood the other night was talking about trying to find a non-con game because they had lost Tennessee Martin as a non-con game uh, earlier uh, this year. So, um, so I, it, just talking to Fran yesterday, it didn't seem like anything was imminent, but something could change. Part of it is they just don't know when Nebraska and Michigan State are going to be back online again. And until they know that, they really it's hard for them to kind of say, all right, we'll plug you in here. Uh, they just can't do that. So, um, so yeah, we're just kind of in a holding pattern. It's, and it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating for fans, but, um, yeah, it's – it's it's a tough situation for everybody involved. I I think the other part of it is the uh, the television side of things and, and trying to satisfy some of those TV partners and on short notice trying to plug it into a TV thing, uh, a TV slot, and that is another challenge that they're trying to deal with. Tom, doesn't the Big Ten have its own network? <laughs> I understand that, but um, some of the but the the people that pay the big bucks and want some of these Iowa games on are the folks that uh, run Fox and that run ESPN. So um, I get it, and and trying to trying to find a hole in there to drop something in there. Um, yeah, the Big Ten Network would work, but that might work for Iowa-Nebraska, but it wouldn't work for Iowa-Michigan State. And if you're trying to move Iowa-Illinois, which is a marquee game that was going to be on FS1, uh, you can't um, can't do that uh, and just say, well, we're just going to throw it on BTN then because Fox is paying uh, a boatload of money to broadcast Big Ten games. That's fair. That's fair. And – and, and I understand that ESPN's got nine different outlets, including the Ocho, with which you could move <laughs> one of those SEC games or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's possibilities for all these different things, obviously. Just saying. Just saying. So um, one of the uh, – switching gears to football a little bit, Tom, an interesting uh, – I suppose it's not it's completely surprising development, but, boy, every year it seems like we get a uh, a recruit which is basically getting somebody back. And Brandon Scherf. So, right, and uh, obviously Tyler Linderbaum this year. But Iowa finds out that Matt Hankins wants to come back as a, as a, a cornerback next year. Uh, Iowa's defensive backfield will be for football will be uh, entirely, entirely returning and adding uh, Xavier Williams. Your back seven for football is certainly not something you're going to have to worry about next year. Yeah, that, that back seven's got a lot of experience, a lot of snaps under its belt, a lot of talent. Um, you know, I, I think I, I wrote early on that you could, you know, with, and this was even before John McColbert basically said I'm done with football, was you just slide Seth Benson into that Neiman spot, uh, put Jack Campbell at middle linebacker. Um, you've got uh, Justin Jacobs as well in that mix. Uh, you've got Dane Belton at the at the catch, and now you got both your corners and your safeties back from last year. So that back seven, now you just got to figure out that front uh, front four, and you've got one 
certain starters, Zach Van Valkenburg back, probably going to start Noah Shannon, I would think, one of the tackle spots. Um, yeah, they've got to figure that out. But I I thought that would be a, a question mark spot this year when they lose Epinesa and everybody else, and, and you saw what they did. So I don't know that there's a Davion Nixon waiting there, uh, but I, I think they'll figure it out and, and have a good – solid defensive line to go with a really good uh, back seven. Well, you know, they got Joe Evans, uh, who's played quite a bit over the last two years. You got Wagner from uh, West Des Moines Dowling. Yep. Uh, th- th- there's there's opportunities there for certainly Central Iowa people, but nevertheless, I mean, and if anyone hasn't figured out by now to trust Phil Parker yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. his coaching oh, yeah. staff to find a guy to, oh, yeah. to plug a hole. It's Good just, Lord! It's just beautiful that they're going to have have that much talent coming back because it's going to be it's going to be. I'm looking forward to it. I hope we get to go watch. Oh, I sure gonna. hope we get to go watch. Um, I will. I w- would ask you this. So it sounds like uh, so the the uh, the running back out of Arizona decided uh, to to head to Iowa State. Um, yep. And so that leaves us with what in terms well, we of running three back? Williamses. Well, <laughs> but we've got uh, there's still a couple of of. Uh, offers out there we feel good about either one of those tom i think the williams kid down in louisiana i think you feel pretty good about him um you know the kid from mississippi uh i auburn offered him i just think that's going to be a pretty strong pull with a new coach there opportunity um kind of knocking for um honor so i i i would say that uh, that yeah you could have uh, three Williams is back there with the Goodson, so um, I think that's that's probably what's going to happen. But even Williams is, you know, he's committed to uh, Louisiana Lafayette, which wasn't a bad team this year. They beat they beat the the gentleman in names, uh, you the know, this gentleman. past year. <laughs> yeah, and and he's, uh, um, you know, he's from Lafayette, so uh, I, you know, there's going to be some strong pull there, obviously, but. Um, I think that's probably the best best option right now. When's signing day? February. Uh, usually, usually it's the February. first Wednesday. So first okay. Wednesday. So I think it's the third. Okay. February third. And they're still waiting on Mislinski, uh, Michael Mislinski, the the uh, center uh, from Jacksonville that was committed at one point to uh, the Longhorns and uh, decommitted before signing day and before Tom Herman got uh, canned uh, he must have kind of had a feeling that that was coming so um, and he's down I feel pretty comfortable saying he's down to Iowa and Michigan State and I feel pretty good about Iowa's chances with him so um, he's a kid that could come in learning here under Tyler Linderbaum and then as a Richard freshman come in there and, and maybe be your, your starting center Love the way those, when they stack up that way. It just works out very nicely when they stack up that way. For that sure, would, that would for be sure. Good. Well, a couple of things sure. to watch. That's that's kind of fun, you know. Um, switching, yeah, go ahead. It was, no, okay. Um, going Switching back to basketball, <clears throat> it is time to kind of think a little bit about uh, recruiting down the road in basketball. I, I saw you had a little bit of an update, but there's there's – there's uh, we're still kind of too far out, I think, maybe to think about two years down the road. But there are a few interesting names out there. Maybe talk a little bit about what you see if there's anything left for next year, 
and uh, a couple of the other guys they're in on for the year after that. Yeah, I I don't know what they will be in on. Um, you know, I think they put their toe in the water with some kids that were transfers and things of that nature. Um, but I right now I think they're just going to wait and see what's what's available because I'm sure there'll be a ton of guys available in the spring. So, um, yeah, we're so I, I think they'll probably do um, you know some. Uh, um, you know, the 2022 class has got uh, plenty of players in there as well with, uh, um, you know, Riley Mulvey is a, a kid that I would watch. Um, and they're probably Deshaun Bowman is another kid out, out east, another guard that um, that I would I would uh, keep an eye on. I think the Bowman kid is one that uh, I, I saw fairly highly rated and, and has some connections, I think, to the Iowa program. Luca Garza have a brother. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had another Luca coming in. All right, Tom. Hey, um, quick thoughts uh, on tonight. Anything? Anything earth shattering on on the game tonight? Um, not really. I just I, I think Indiana. Um, they've been giving up a lot of threes. Uh, Purdue was eleven to seventeen from three in the last game against the Hoosiers. Um, so I think that's something to watch because Iowa's just been uh, you know, shooting the ball so well from three. And they don't have a natural center. So I, I think that's another thing to, to look at tonight is how are they going to guard Luca Garza because um, you know, Joy Brunk's kind of their, their center, and he's hurt. He's coming off back surgery. So they don't have a, uh, a 6'10 guy. They've got Trace Jackson Davis, terrific player, but he's a power forward. Race Thompson's an uh, undersized power forward. And that's really all they've got from size uh, position. So they're going to have to run doubles. It's just going to uh, – I could see Iowa winning this game pretty convincingly just because I don't know that they, they're going to match up real well. Unless you have somebody like Armin Franklin or uh, um, uh, Finnessy or somebody like that just go crazy from three. That's <laughs> really Indiana's only path to victory in my opinion. Well, last year, Devontae Green, true to form, seven threes yeah. of a kid who, who <laughs> hit, yep. hit two going in, right? So, you know, yeah. it ha- it certainly seems to happen to Iowa, but let's hope that it happened, it's happened. It's happened this year up in Minneapolis. Yep. Yep. That that kid's never never seen another night like that. Hey, Tom, thanks for yeah. joining us tonight on your, on your drive-in. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the game and uh, safe yeah. travel home. Okay. Thanks for having me on, guys. We'll talk to you. All right. All right, thanks. Tom, Tom Kaker to HawkeyeReport.com. Going to sit down and chat with the fellas that know. No. Apparently not, unfortunately. He, he can't even have an ice cream or a Cheeto. No, I know. It's just not nearly as much fun to, to go. Yeah, he, was, he kind of... I wonder what would happen if we did a, a rush on Carver Hawkeye amongst the students. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> much like the Capitol? Just a, well, I saw one of those up at one of the high school football games this this year. There were The students that weren't allowed in just stood outside in their gear and they're like well, we're, we're more co- we're having more covid exposure out here than if we were allowed in and socially distanced and eventually they were led into a in, into a game uh before we forget uh, the women's basketball program got a victory the other night uh, 87-71 Purdue at home got back on the winning track took a 17 to 2 run to close the game though to, to make that happen it's kind of a back and forth thing after Purdue were they going to get in the tournament Nine and three, five and three. I uh, did not look at their net today. What, it was what has tw- it been? It had been in the twenties, but then they lost a couple games. 
I think they're going to be on the bubble. I bet they're a bubble bubble squad right now. We got they're supposed to play Maryland tonight, and it was postponed, so right. you don't get that right. So Lisa gets in; she's a seven seed, eight seed, Prob- probably plays the eight nine game, wins that, and then right. they play UConn. They're, my prediction: they're a ten. They play the seven. <laughs> there you go. They play yes. Uh, they right now. Um, so I wouldn't want to play them. Th- th- I mean, this is where I think again we're getting crazy. Postponed tonight against Maryland. Postponed. Saturday versus Rutgers, they don't get a play again until January 28th. So they've got a long time in between. Rutgers games. have COVID? Rutgers has COVID. Because uh, tonight's game was postponed due to the inauguration and potential issues. Was that why it was? Uh huh. Not COVID. Well, that's about the dumbest thing. This I've just ever heard. in, there was there, no there, issues there were, at the inauguration. There were, there were uh, no issues. From what I've read. From what I heard. Didn't, yeah. didn't see much of it. Okay. Sorry, well, I have a job. Uh, that was yesterday, right? right? Well, but flights, um, hotels, uh, National Guard. Okay. All right. Well, COVID cats is and for dogs the living together. I don't right. know. Right. So no mass hysteria, Brett. January twenty eighth. These are the kinds time. of things that hey. will keep basketball games from being played. Uh, Caitlin Clark was freshman of the week again. No way. <laughs> yes. She had 26 the other night. She's not a sophomore yet? Yeah, no. I will I will see. You know, the one thing, uh, the other. Guys, Are they going to name freshman of the week the Caitlin Clark Award? <laughs> but uh, McKenna Warnock is putting together a season that people are missing because Caitlin Clark is so good. She had 19 the other night. She's getting up into that range on a statistically consistent basis, 17, 18, 19 points. And she's. She's hit some big threes at big time. She's the other piece of that puzzle that, that nobody's talking about uh, between her, Monica Cesano, and uh, and Caitlin Clark. It's actually been pretty Couldn't agree pretty, more. Pretty solid. Hey, real quick, did you catch the wrestling meet Friday? I did. I thought maybe we'd take a little more time on that in our third segment. Well, no, I, let's I, just start I, there. Start. I, I, I didn't catch all of it. So I, I, I missed I missed the beginning. Which so was, did I. Which, which was too bad. Oh, I, uh, you yeah. want to talk about being upset? Yeah, Spencer Lee pins his guy, and, and I missed it. And now here's the upside. They All they showed were the highlights, and yeah. I thought, well, there's Spencer there Lee doing Spencer Lee things. And then DeSanto at 33. Between the two of them, they didn't wrestle four minutes. 22 pins for Lee over his career, 17 of those in the first, in the first period. We'll be back, talk a little more wrestling. He's kind of a cracker. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. All right. I am not an aficionado on the gambling thing. You know this, right? I do. So I'm just looking for our REMAX Concepts, Doug Stonehawker REMAX Concepts, home team of the week, right? And I didn't realize that I can't the basketball scores if they don't give you the, they don't give you the there line. Are, there are no future odds because they don't know who. Who might play? <laughs> Until the the next day. My home team of the week is the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight. Laying the 10. Iowa, which is also going to be my foundry distilling last call. <laughs> Iowa will win tonight, and they will win handily. I, I, I would Indiana really cannot say, play defense. 
And that's a beautiful thing. Iowa should run this into in, – Iowa currently still second in the NCAA in scoring 92 points a game behind Gonzaga, but 92 points a game. That's a, that is our Doug Stonehawker, dsmrealestate.com, dsmrealestate.com, home team of the week, and get out there and check them out. I have an, I have an idea for the AMPM plumbing flush of the week, and that would be <laughs> every time we miss the home team of the week – it's, it's the, the flush, flush of the week. Of the week. You know, we could double that up. That wouldn't be impossible, would it? And if you want to watch the game tonight, stop down at G-Mix. Right. They will be on and, and ready to uh, to assist you with your uh, libations and food. Taco it, night. It is? Oh, that's right. It's Thursday. Taco night, not steak night. Let's finish up our wrestling talk because this uh, 31-6 to victory over number 6 Nebraska last week, they got Friday, this Friday, Minnesota in, in Carver, by what, the way. What's Minnesota f- rated? 14th. All right. That's on the BTN again at 8 p.m. But uh, they started this off. Friday. Okay. Uh, they started this off with the, with the, 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 the fall and then the tech fall. Then you've got um, major decisions out of Caleb Young. Nelson Brands just toyed with his guy, got it, got it. Ironman comes in. He's transferred from Missouri. He looked good. Not great, but good. Beat his guy, a ranked dude, 8-4. to four. Marinelli, Mirren, Cassiope, they all won. Who did no, not wrestle? Uh, um, Kimmer. Kimmer. Right? And who did they throw they, in? They threw the Kennedy kid in there, the true freshman. He lost 7-4 to four to the number four wrestler. In and the there was a huge scramble whereby he, if he would have... Literally, literally a four-point turnaround, and he would have won six to f- six to five. And then Jacob Warner lost to uh, the number two kid in the that country. Was a, that Three was three to two a, on a third quarter, third period takedown. Third quarter, third period. Third, good lord, you know much about wrestling? Uh, yeah, talks goodly. Uh, but <laughs> look, they went eight out of ten weights. Okay, I think twenty-eight we, I to think five I advantage. Said seven. You did last week. Yeah, twenty-eight to five advantage in takedowns. That's always fun. Uh, I don't think Minnesota's as good as they've been, and I don't. I'm, so, and it looks like uh, you know this Nebraska squad was supposed to be pretty good. I'm going to go. Gonna I'm going to be. I'm going to call right? for a shutout. I, I I like all ten. Me too. We'll see. There might be somebody nine there we don't one. we don't know about nine and right? one because you know. Well, let's go nine and one because we don't know wrestling that well. But that's where we're going. But we sound smart. We sure, sound like we. We're know. on the radio. We sound exactly smart. Last thing we have not touched on is going back to the Jordan Bohannon Renaissance. So first of all, uh, with his assist the other nine, he had like five Renaissance. Assists. What are you talking about? He started slowly this year. Uh huh. And now he's not playing slowly. You want to know why? He took off the Allen Iverson shooting sleeve. Well, that's apparently the timing of this. In the last five games, it's like seventy percent. 63% from the field, 90% from the free throw line. 63% from the field. He's he's leading the team in minutes now uh, during that span more than Luka at 32 minutes a game. He's got 22 threes and uh, 29 assists, 17 points a game since he took off the, the shooting sleeve. And the assists, I wanted to say, he passed Andre Woolridge. He's second now all-time on the Iowa list uh, for assists behind Jeff Horner. Oh, I was going to... You're going to ask? I know. It's Jeff Horner. Sorry. Sorry. But, and he's got... Come on, he's got man. A, he's got a little, way, little ways to go. It's like 50 or 60 or so to go. But he Luca needs to average something like 18 points a game for the balance of the it's year. It's not even that. It's like it's down from that. To pass Roy Marbles, yeah. the number one all-time scorer at and, the University of Iowa. And, and Iowa does lead the country in assists, mostly because they're feeding the... The 
big guy, right? But it does give Jordan Bohannon a chance to make up some serious ground on Jeff Horner. We'll see how close that gets. There's depends on how many more games. Well, it's they not get out to play. of Luca. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you take the other day, he had 17 points. What's that? He probably had five five field goals. Um, had a fadeaway before halftime that I think you and I. I, I looked at you and I said, I, I does started Jack to cry. Sigma yeah, like that shot? It is a post, post-up fadeaway turnaround jump shot from 12, 13 feet. Is, I don't know. It was just sick. It's and, impossible to stop. And, and I, anyone who doesn't think Luca Garza doesn't get a shot in the NBA is absolutely crazy. And in his heart, his effort, and the fact that the dude could probably shoot from anywhere from 35 in uh, has to matter. And he's damn near seven foot tall. D- darn near. I think we can say that one. I don't know. I, I, I know I we can't it. say the S word. <clears throat> there, there, there were seven words you couldn't say on the air, right? Apparently I said one of them. No, no. You can't say but. GD. Uh, well, you shouldn't right. ever. Nor, nor right? should you, right? Nor should you, right? So why would that ever come into play? Exactly. <clears throat> it would never be a thing. Um, no, if, and if you look at tonight's game, uh, Tom touched on it. There's only one real decent player, good player on Indiana. They had a big recruiting class, but they're not they're not playing a ton with those guys right now. Trace Jackson Davis, of course, did uh, play well against Iowa last year. He averages about 20 points a game, but he's only 6'9". And it'll be interesting to see how you know how they try to, to guard Luca, but on top of that, how he's going to get his shots uh, against a much bigger squ- uh, squad. It's just not a, not an Indiana team. Before, if we have to be worried about this, which we're not, uh, you know, we're just not. You know, this is this is one. If we can go Brad, into any game, I'm gonna, I'm hockey t- and Oregon, this t- is it. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something that I'm worried before every game. It's who I am. You have more anxiety than I do, but yes. it's yet still. But I'm medicated, so I'm good. Well, there you go. It's just something that I don't ever go into a game. On Sunday, I sat there and I thought, well, we should win this. And you, you, frankly, you showed up when it was 28-28. We, we, had, just tied, we had just gone back. You may front. have to yeah. just stay at my house tonight. <laughs> just come over and we're going to watch the game in, in total solitude. And uh, uh, you can get up at 5 o'clock, drive home, be no big deal. At any rate, at this point, I have an idea. I think the Hawks come out, and it's 15-13. Dude makes a 3-16-15. You look at your Twitter, and people are going, How come I can't cover the three? And so on and so forth. And then you look at the stats, and Indiana's made three of their first four from three. And then Iowa locks them down a little bit, makes a run, and you have a 17-2 to run. And the next thing you know, it's halftime, and it's 48-33, and we're all going, oh. That's the, that's the, that is now the tried-and-true script for Iowa basketball, right? Man, these Seems to be. And, and fine, great. I don't even think it's that way tonight. I real I really don't. I mean, I, unless Iowa is a. Let me ask the wheel. you a question. Totals one fifty. Doing the math, carry the one. Yes, one fifty. Thank you. What do you think? Five seventy five. Ninety to sixty is one fifty. Yeah, ninety to sixty. You're so it's thirty. Eighty to wow. se- eighty to seventy is your planned score based upon Vegas. 
80 to 70, and Iowa scores 92 a game. Why would they think Indiana could play defense to hold Iowa at 80? Do they think Iowa gets so far ahead that they end up playing with the the? I don't know. Every time I've told you that uh, this is going to be a head-scratcher outside of the second game of the year where the dude threw one from half court, the uh, scrubs have come in and done just fine. Iowa's going to hit 90 tonight. That's it. So... Yeah, you better take the over because I think ninety to seven, ninety to seventy is closer to what I would I would go with on that, and then we'll see if Indiana can figure out a way to score. Just because we were talking about this off the air, that um, I think it was off the air. I lose track sometimes. Um, Iowa's uh, adjusted scoring <laughs> offense now. Hello, hello. <laughs> their their trips uh, up the court. So in the last uh, five games since this in this winning streak that they're on, um, their offensive. Output per possession is 1.2 points, which is terrific. It's well into the top 10 of the country. And they're down to one point per trip on defense. They're, they've given up like 357 points in 358 trips. That's literally, you know, which is not great, but it's not bad. It's and so, not horrible, it's not considering three-point consider- shots and everything right. else that goes on. Right. So I, Iowa is moving in the right direction and that's where tonight I just feel like Indiana is not a team that's going to change that, right? There's a, some other teams on the horizon, Illinois, Michigan. Anyway, time now for our uh, Foundry Distilling last call. It's brought to you here by the Foundry Distilling Company. Um, and we both made our last calls already. But I've got a Iowa tonight, and i got Iowa by 20 tonight, and I don't think it's that close. You don't think it's closer than 20? I don't think it's so <laughs> – no, I think it's another one of those. They get out by 30. They're ahead by 30 at some point in time. All right, I like I'm it. I'm always wrong when I do No, actually, good. actually, here's the deal. And, and you know, I don't like laying double digits in college basketball. It's just scary, especially conference. But, uh, you know, I'm with our young man here who's uh, our friend. Daryl? Derek. Derek. D- Derek's laying the 10. He's got a free bet from uh, DraftKings, uh, not sponsored by the alcohol. Uh, by the way, if you ever need Greek food, stop by Opa. At any rate, I got the, I'm with you. Hawks win, Hawks win easy, easy by double digits. Easy by double digits. Oh, they like it easy. 93.76. Here's, here's How's that? Here's another little last 93.76, that's 170. I think the Hawks get another game in before you and I get on the air. I'm with you. Tuesday or Monday next week, somehow they're playing basketball. I'm going to take them minus four, regardless who they play. <laughs> that will be. <laughs> How's that a blind? I, I, a blind. I, I, it's like in, in, when you're playing poker. I, I'm in. I all in on the blind. <laughs> okay. I, like I, I presume that sooner or later we're going to go out. I, well, we got the two-minute warning, but we have heard no music, so we could just keep talking. But in any case, you know, eventually I this like, happens. I like it. To, I, I like that. I like the idea. Hey, if it's Michigan, if it's Illinois, you get them at home. I don't know. I'd lay four points on that. You know, I I so want the Hawks to play Michigan at home. Uh, easiest schedule so far in the Big Ten is Michigan. They go play a top 25 team. We'll have My friend Todd Buchanan used to call that the paper tiger. That's what they are. Join us next week right here at 17 under the champ for the Hawkeye Huddle.